What's going on, y'all? It's been a good solid 11 months since our last put out episode. We recorded an episode. Unfortunately, there were some issues, some difficulties where we didn't put it out, but we have for the Patreon members only. (laughs) (laughs) We have our triumphant return, the combat club with the brothers Fox back at it again, back in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm gonna try to be a little bit more consistent from here on out, but uh, what a way to come back off of off of a whirlwind weekend where you know one of my biggest predictions for 2021 and 2022 finally came true. And yeah, but John Jones. we can get into it a little bit more <laughs> later. But the prediction yeah. kind of John Jones the cracks, the cracks right the cracks. before pre-fight. Oh, anyway, anyway. Oh, the closer it gets, the anyway, more anyway. The anyway. Win. All right, but first comes first. We're gonna do our intros, backgrounds, introductions. How are you doing over there in Columbus, Ohio? My my brother Charlie over there, he's the incredible shrinking man. Uh, been on a little bit of a journey to uh, lose work some, out, some lose, lose, a little, lose a little bit of the poundage. So how's that going for you out there? Good. You know, training jiu-jitsu has yeah. been fun. Yeah, I'm um, watching the fights, you know, keeping up with everything as always. Yeah. Not much um, else going on class, going on spring break. So maybe we can do an in-person episode. Be fun. Yeah, you're around. I mean, you're fight card coming traveling up. the world, so. But I'm actually not going anywhere. Oh, all right. There you go. I'll be home on Saturday at two. Okay. Oh, I'll have to talk to you about that after. But anyway, um, all right. So we're gonna start it off the way we've been trying to start it off with uh, what was your best walkout song of the card last weekend? Of the card last weekend, dude. I don't even remember anything. What did John Jones walk out to? Champ is here. Huh? The champ is here. I was gonna go with that one. It's kind of stupid. I, I was not prepared <laughs> for the see. Here's the here's the thing with John Jones is like everyone was like coming after him trying to make him do that uh the one uh heroes and villains thing with Homelander. Yeah. Like there was like a big social media movement to like have him come out to that, but then they asked him at the press conference, like, guys, you think I'm like a dork? I'm not doing that. <laughs> but I don't know. I got a kick out of the one-handed cartwheel thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's John Jones, you know, it makes yeah. you fired up to be in a John Jones fight. And so we can get into uh that right away and then get our news going after. But John Jones made his return this past weekend, uh defeating Zero Gone rather quickly via submission to a guillotine choke. Uh incredible performance, like. Honestly, it was a mismatch. Uh, I had some last-minute worries going into this one, which is crazy considering how much I've been hyping up this guy for the past three years to make the heavyweight debut. Um, but what what are your thoughts on how John Jones looked? Um, you know, I thought he looked good. Uh, I still have some doubts, obviously, you know, about, like, some of the tougher wrestlers in the division. And it's hard not to have those doubts. At, like, even you before the fight, it's hard not to have the doubts after a couple of lackluster performances in a row, right. especially against like bigger guys, right? That was kind of what was thought to be his, you know, kryptonite or whatever, guys that can match up to him physically. Uh, Dominic Reyes is real tall. Alexander Gustafson, Tiago Santos, all really big guys. But I don't know, the heavyweight division historically and right now, it's just not really ever been filled with the most complete, well-rounded fighters. Yeah. And so we're still seeing the game evolve no matter how much we think like these, you know, the USC is so high level or whatever, which it is. But when you think of other sports like basketball or football, that those have been around for, you know, far longer than the USC. Right. I mean, the, yeah, well, the, the MMA is still in its infancy. It's like, you know, 30 years down. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how the sport develops. I think we're seeing this new crop of heavyweights, you know, this, this drama at the top of the division with John and now Stipe 
that older breed is finally playing itself out, but it's taken so long to play itself out that you see this middle crop of the division, the Curtis Blades of the world, they're starting to actually get on in years two. So you get to that point where we're now we have this middle ground in the division where we have this, uh, you know, the second generation of fighters that are waiting for their crack at the title. It's almost been a full generation of competitors that are waiting for this yeah. division to sort itself out with all the mess that's been going on at the top. Yeah, but it's really a shame, honestly. It is a shame. You know, we, we never really got to see some of these guys fight. Uh, but we have, you know, a, a couple of really good prospective heavyweight fights coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'm actually got my eye on this weekend to see uh, Alexander Romanov taking on um, Volkov. We'll talk about that later, but that's a great respect fight. Also in the coming weeks, we have Curtis Blades taking on Sergey Pavlovich. Huge fight for the division. I picture, you know, that that's going to be the eventual title contender. So I'll be curious to see how that one goes. Who'd you say, Alexander or Sergey Pavlovich and who? Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades, okay, and then you said Alexander Romanov, and yeah, Alexander Romanov taking on Vol- Volkov this weekend. Right, yeah. Volkov is like one of those guys that's been around for so long. Again. Yeah, and he, you know, he's great, but he's never, you know, through this mess at the top of the division, he's never won the big fight. He's always kind of been a gatekeeper, and he's never had the. And you know, we have guys, other guys coming up. I don't want to give away. We're doing a prospect draft later, but you know, other guys coming up in the division that uh, I think you know it would be interesting to see if if John Jones sticks around for long enough. I think. There is a certain breed of heavyweight that he gave him yeah. problems. I mean, Alexander Romanov is coming off of a loss though after the Tibera, yeah. And he was his grappling, he, he was exposed a little bit in that one. He was the biggest favorite on the card that night and got exposed. Uh he went out there and had a 10-8 in the first round, dominated, um, and just totally blew his wad. I mean, he a lot of Derek Brunson. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We'll get to that later and just his career in general. Yeah, I, I, I do want to shout him out because it's been important. But yeah, anyway, so we get to the card. Uh, John Jones taking out Cyril Gaon. Alexa Grasso with, you know, maybe one of the biggest upsets in MMA history. I don't know if it was as big of an upset as many people are giving credit for, but I think it was a really big upset. Uh, I think given how Valentina looked in her last fight, um, I think you could start to see that maybe the division's catching up to her. But it looks like this, it looked to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that this was going to be like the last easy fight for her. It's a good matchup. It's a striker, uh, someone who she can dominate in the transitions. And then she'd have the likes of the Andrades of the world, of the uh, Aaron Blanchfields of the world, the Tyler Santos of the world who will grab her. Andrages? He saw Andrage. I know, but, you know, Andrage is looking good still. So my point is that, you know, like this was maybe going to be the last one where she could showcase herself as, you know, the best female fighter on the world. And then she got, you know, she looked very human. She was winning, but she looked very human. I have an interesting thought that it kind of like relates to John Jones's career in a way, especially with her and Amanda. We're talking about end of an eras, right, or whatever in the evolving sport. But for so long, they were so dominant, her and Amanda and John Jones, like like heavyweight. And then as days goes on, went on, you kind of feel like there was this lack of motivation, just as I, that's how I feel about like her and Amanda. Uh, there's kind of a lack of motivation and that leads to the downfall. And I felt the same way about Jones against, you know, these guys who really, he should have kicked the shit out of the, the he had no like, business. They had no Tommy business. Being Reyes and, you know, Tiago Santos, Anthony yeah. Smith, they had no business really competing with him. Yeah. He yeah. just didn't really care. Yeah. So I think she'll take the rematch if it is a rematch, but. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to, I mean, I, I can't say, I'd, you know, personally be interested in shelling out money for a rematch if that's a main event it's not going to be but i think you know i think you owe her the rematch because of her career and what she's done she was winning she was winning um i don't know though i could see you making a case 
Let Valentina sit out, work on herself a little bit, get back to where she was. Let Alexa Grasso fight Aaron Blanchfield when the winner fights Valentina. Yeah, that's fine also. And how much of a bigger fight is that? It's so much bigger, I think. But it's not because nobody knows who Aaron Blanchfield is. They do now. They do now. I think they do. No, they don't. I think they do now. That's my thoughts. It's like you're talking about selling. Very few women's fights are going to sell as main events, you know. To you know, like this John Jones, I, this uh card sold a million buys, right? There's nothing like that since like Ronda, right? Uh, there and there won't be for a long time, probably. Yeah. The truth of it, but yeah, yeah you got to see if they can, they can, you know, a star's got to emerge. It's just tough. Yeah. All right. Now we get to the fight of the night: Shavkat Rachmanov versus Jeff Neal. Uh, I want to get your take on this first. I actually had pretty interesting thoughts with regards to the fight. Oh, well, first of all, I want to say there was clearly um, some personal or injury-related issues with Jeff Neal. Don't know what it was, but definitely saw some, like, social media stuff. People that are closest to me know how hard it was for me to make the walk. Missed weight by a substantial amount, which he never has before. And he's never really been a big welterweight, to be honest. And also, the the point of all that is that Dana paid him his bonus anyway. Yeah. So there's clearly something that's wrong there. Yeah, uh, and I thought it was a good performance from Jeff Neal, honestly. Uh, we didn't get to see, the, like, the takedown defense, which I thought was the clear path, the the path of least resistance for Shavkat, right? Yeah. Um, but one thing that struck me is just how big Shavkat is, which I never realized how tall he was. Because Jeff Neal is not, you know, a short little, like, Alexander Volkanovsky stocky guy. He's pretty average for the weight class, and Shavkat towered over him. Now, I guess I didn't realize that because his last fight was against Neil Magny, but obviously super excited for this guy's future and all. So, yeah, I mean, you look at Shavkat, dude, he looks like an accountant. Like, he looks like, you know, but then he gets in the cage, he's cut up, and he's, like, so tall. It's so crazy. Like, you don't really... – and so the biggest thing I took from Shavkat in this fight uh, was that he could weather the storm. He could go when he couldn't get takedowns, which, I, you know, I think that says more about Jeff Neal and his takedown defense than it does about Shavkat. Um and I don't think Shavkat necessarily couldn't get takedowns. I just think it was the more of the game plan was pushing him up against the fence, wearing him down. Uh, but Neil didn't go anywhere. Neil landed some really good punches. Yeah, I really mean, it was seemed, a close fight for it, all. It really the- seemed like Shavkat did not respect Jeff Neal at all. That's what it seemed like to me. It seemed like he wasn't afraid of getting hit. He, he didn't care. Like, he was going to impose his will no matter what. Now, I think Shavkat won all but about four seconds of the fight, which is true. Um, but... I mean, even to have that performance in the face of such great adversity that Jeff Neal did is awesome. You know, he almost went 15 minutes. Nobody's gone 15. Nobody's gone 10 minutes with Shavkat. Yeah. So uh, it's really impressive. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how you book Shavkat going forward because the division is so fucked at the at the end of it. Uh, I could see, you know, I mean, it's tough for our boy, right? But Bilal, yeah. <laughs> I could see Shavkat and Bilal. I, I think that's really, I don't know who I'm taking in that fight. Bilal's tough. Yeah. I mean, he can defend the he can defend the takedowns. Only I think Shavkat's striking can pick against somebody before. Yeah, Shavkat's striking is a little bit crisper, I think. Uh, but Bilal's got a great chin. It'd be interesting yeah. to see. I'd I'm like. I'm not to even see. so sure about that. After the Habib camp, and Bilal stops. He looked he looked great against Sean Brady. Yeah, but yeah, it would like, be very interesting. A, I think I think it's a, a good true fight. Number three ranked like fighter right there. Like, I think it'd be good to see. No, yeah, be good to see. I'd be interested in it. And for Jeff Neal. Uh, I think he falls forward. I think he he gets a, a good fight going forward. Um, I could see. I don't know. I can't even uh, 
think about it right now. Let me look at these rankings. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Um, uh, you know, yeah, it's probably going to be what? Put them against Wonder Boy. Have they fought before? Yeah, Wonder Boy beat him. What it's what it's going to be is I'm sure uh, how the UFC is going to book him. They like to book him with prospects. It's going to be probably Jack Della Magdalena. If I had to take a guess, um, Jack Della Magdalena, one of the biggest prospects in the sport. Sean, he's still ranked right next to Sean Brady. Sean Brady's going to fight. Sean Brady's fighting uh, Pereira. So I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see that that fight. Actually, I think it's a great test for Jack Della. A uh, huge step up in competition for him. Or even like some Luke, you could see you could see Luke doing that. Yeah, Luke versus. I mean, uh, I'm such a big Jeff Neal fan that I really want to see him matched up against somebody higher, but it does yeah. look like that's unlikely for it to happen. Yeah, just because the top of the division is such a mess. Yeah, and it's all they're all so tied up in these yeah. like media and political. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, him and Jack Della would be a great fight. Jack Della hasn't been outside the first round in the UFC yet. He's looked incredible. Just cracked the rankings. Uh, huge part of that, you know, Oceania region that the UFC is trying to reach. Yeah. And Jeff Neal's a fucking tough out for anyone. They made that clear. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that's a good spot for Jeff Neal next. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. We go to uh, Matus Gamrot defeating Jalen Turner. I had my thoughts on this. Uh, I didn't necessarily agree with the decision, but what were really? you? I mean, Jalen kind of, it's, it's like this thing we've been talking about recently. All the fights where you take the guy down, but it's about how much damage you do, you know? Yeah. So but based on how the fights have been judged, based on how the judging criteria works, I thought Jalen won. I thought the damage and the impact was far in his quarter. Yeah. But control time, I don't know. Like they don't the control time. I always seem to disagree on this exact type of thing. Yeah. Octagon control is the last criteria in the judging thing. So I don't know. Like I'm sitting next to our father who's a jujitsu guy and only knows grappling. And Jalen Turner gets a big knockdown in the first round and wins just about every striking exchange but gets taken down twice, and he gives the round to, to Gamrot, you know? I don't necessarily agree with that, but, like, it's you hard to it. say. It was a hard to judge. It's a close fight, yeah. I mean. Someone has to get their hand raised. I wasn't mad at it. I scored it for yeah. him. I scored it for Mateos, but. You 29-28? Yeah. It was a close fight, though. Yeah. And I knew it was going to be a close fight. We spoke about this. Before the card, you sent me your picks. I, I agreed with all of them. It, pretty much with the Jalen Turner one also, but I text you. I said the Jalen Turner fight is a, a toss-up. You know? It is a toss-up, for sure. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I uh, I like um, to see them. I mean, again, lightweight's so tough, but I'd like to see them both fall forward if they could. Um, Gamrot, I mean, you know, at the top of this division is just such a mess right now. Think, yeah, and also, like, Mateos Gamrod is just coming off of, like, not too long ago, the loss also, right? right? The loss. The loss to Dariush. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Dustin Poirier is not booked up right now, is it's he? It's not going to happen. They, they, they train together at ATT. Oh, they do? Let's see. Um, Everybody else is all kind of tied yeah. up. You do RDA? Yeah. That'd be fine. I, I imagine he'd kill RDA. RDA's, but RDA is not going anywhere is the thing. And this yeah. is, Michaelis is still young and fresh. And Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you do him against the loser of Fizio versus Gagey. Yeah. I like that. I think it's a good matchup for Mateos also. Yeah. Uh, Fizio especially is a good matchup for him. Yeah. I'd like to see uh Turner fight. Just get that Dan Hooker fight rebooked is what I think is the bright step. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm still a big Dan Hooker fan. You don't want to see him take that fight. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it does like pose some challenges at the size. You know, they're both really big. And yeah. people, I mean, you know, uh goddamn 
Dan Hooker, he kind of fell off, but people don't remember this like razor thin fight with or this banger of a fight with uh Dustin Poirier. The one who he's lost to is great. Yeah. He's only lost to the best guys in the world. He lost yeah. to Poirier. He lost to Arnold Allen, who might be the best 45 pounder in the world, actually, maybe. Who's to say? And uh and Islam. Yeah, Islam. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'd like to see him and Turner get rebooked. That's what I think should happen. I agree. Yeah. All right, now we get to uh, to Bo Nickel. Um, Talk about a nut shot. Yeah, I did it? see it in real time. I saw it also. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not Bo's fault. It wasn't intentional. And, oh, of course not. And you're going to blame him for fighting through it? Like No, definitely not. I just think that it's unfortunate that that happened. Yeah, the fight doesn't play out any differently, though. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, I, think, I think Jamie was not ever really going to be competitive in that fight. Um, he did stuff like a takedown, though. Yes, he did. I think Very Bo. Impressive. I think Bo needs to when he goes back to the drawing board and maybe tighten up on some strategy because when you go attack the hips of a long guy like that, uh, it's maybe not the path of easiest resistance. I thought he had a lot of easier ways to score. Um, also, his finishing mechanics in the arm triangle bad, horrible. Yeah, but so he, he says that that's his way of finishing it. Like he has his own specific way of finishing the choke. Um, and I see his point. I see you get underneath. And you squeeze it from the side, and there's there's mechanics there to finish. I just think that why not take the path of least resistance, right? Like why not come out to the side? Why not put your knee under the hip? Why not why not do the way that patentedly works instead of trying to make up your own stuff? Yeah, mm-hmm. I honestly was not all that impressed by Bo's performance. To be yeah, I mean, I thought you know, <laughs> it's a spot where he couldn't really lose. Like there was nothing, there was no way he was going to lose. Yeah, so he had to look good. Um, I think you know, it's about what I expected. Uh, I don't, you know, I think, you know, I, I you know, you're not giving him a rank guy next. I, don't, I mean, you know, you could, but I don't really. I think, think I think you are. You think so? Yeah, you know, during like or you know, fringe ranked. Yeah, I could see them going with uh, Andre Petrosky. Would be interesting. Uh, he's like top twenty five in the world type deal. I could see, uh, yeah, I could see Edmund Shabazian. Brad Tavares, those kind of fights be interesting. Uh, I'm taking Bo and all of those matchups. Yeah, so. I agree. I, I, you know, I think he needs time. He needs time. Yeah, I, I don't. I could see them not giving him because really he did kind of look sloppy. Like, let's yeah, go. I mean that fucking head kick. It was not yeah. good. It actually wasn't good. Yeah, and so. <laughs> I don't know. Against the top guys in the world, you can't be sloppy, especially in the striking. Like he can get away with being a little sloppy in the grappling for sure against anybody yeah. in this division. Right. Because, you know, even if he doesn't finish that arm triangle or whatever, and the guy kind of scrambles out of him, he's always good. He's one step ahead, you know? Right. So, yeah. I mean, Jamie Pickett's a jiu-jitsu black belt and had nothing for him. Yeah. So. I don't know. I saw a funny interview about, like, the first time he trained jiu-jitsu. It was great. Yeah. He, like, went into this gym and, like, beat the shit out of all the people and whatever. I don't sure. know. Uh, what? Else? Yeah, I don't know. I saw a video of Henry Cejudo also going online. Yeah. Bo Nickel would be Adesanya, which I don't. I don't think you know. Like that's the thing; it's not a bad matchup. I don't. I, I like him better against Pereira than Adesanya. I think if Adesanya makes it out of the first round, the fight's over. Though I think yeah, he's probably. Gonna... It'd be interesting. I mean, that it, it, the fact that we're having this conversation is one one fight deep into the run. It's yeah. crazy, but anyway. I mean, but it's matchups, right? It is matchups. Yeah, I, I don't. I see him having a lot of problems with the Vittori. I see him having a lot of problems with a. Uh, What's the what's the Georgian guy Georgian cat's name that Victoria's about the fight? Is that Kutaladze? I'm not sure. Dolidze. Dolidze. Uh I see him having a lot of problems with Robert Whitaker. 
I see him having a lot of problems with Drake's duplices. Do you think Bo Nickel is the best wrestler in the history, like best collegiate wrestler ever to be in the UFC? You think Danny, I mean, Daniel Cormier never won a t- uh, NCAA So, I mean, it's interesting, but... like, because you talk about college wrestling credentials, yes, of course. Okay. Uh, but in terms of MMA wrestling, we don't know. Henry Cejudo won an Olympic, Henry Cejudo like, won an Olympic title, though, you know? Yeah, but, he, uh, you know, at collegiate, he never wrestled in college. So, it'll be, you know, if you talk about folk-style wrestling, folk-style wrestlers are the best fit for MMA because they ride on top. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But Henry Cejudo has had... You know, he's had a lot of success with the wrestling, but he's also had, but a, he's lot also had a lot of, you know, that wasn't the, kind of the style he's known for. So I think Bo, you know, there's going to be some bumps in the road. For sure. Just as there was with Henry Cejudo or just as there was with DC. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting. My hair's all over the place. It's crazy. Um, but all right. I also want to give shout out to the Good performance on the undercard. We had Cody Garbrandt coming back and getting a much needed win to revive his career. I know, I know. <laughs> the face you made. What's going on up here? To revive his career. I don't know. It was the necessary. Fight, it was necessary. Fight, uh, he did what he needed to do to win. The only fight I can think of that reminds me <laughs> of that fight is CM Punk versus Davis <laughs> or whatever. It's just so boring. Yeah. The one guy threw like 10 punches or whatever. Cody Garbrandt just danced the whole fight. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And you got to take down whoever, but bro, we're talking about Cody Garbrandt, who we once thought would to be like the fucking man, you know, like that shit is sad, dude. Yeah. His fight against Dominic Cruz, one of the best title performances in history. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't think we need to talk about Yeah, this. yeah, we don't. We yeah, he, beat, he beat a guy who's 13 and 8. It's a tough spot. Or 13 and 9, excuse me. Uh, but then we have, you know, Drake Duplices, who is very interesting in the division. Um, I know Charlie doesn't think he's very good, but I mean, you know, he fights the same way every time and there it is. And Brunson's a tough out for anyone. So be interesting to see where he goes going forward. Also like to shout out Ian Gary. Uh, I think, you know, he's definitely been more hype than his fight performances have suggested, but I think in this fight, he showed that he could overcome adversary adver- uh, adversity, uh, and, you know, got knocked down, got back up, and then won every single other exchange of the fight. Looked really good against the season veteran in Song Kanan. Yeah, with Ian Geary, the one thing, like, I don't know, I was noting seeing, like, very specifically, like, his pullback, like, right hand, his, like, slip straight right hand, like, something that Kamaru Usman is great at. It's not, like, that was, the timing on that was so great. Like, so yeah. unbelievable. Like in the middle of exchanges, just able to slip and fire back with great timing. I don't know. I think no. that's a skill to watch out for in the future. Yeah, you know, he has he has beautiful hands. He's uh, I think that you know, time goes by. Uh, he needs to develop. Still, there's obviously some things that some mistakes that he makes, obviously. But I think going forward, uh, you develop that guy the right way. He's going to be a danger in the future, and that's yeah. the future. So, be interesting to see. And you like somebody that can get knocked down and get back up. Obviously. For sure. Especially the punch he took. I thought he was out cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right, we're moving on to uh, next week's card. Uh, it's actually a sleeper card. You didn't know a lot of these fights that were going on in the card. Uh, but we'll start off on the bottom with what's my top four fights. Uh, Jonathan Martinez coming off of the TKO win via leg kicks over Cup Swanson. He'll be taking on Saeed Nurmagomedov. Uh, not related to Khabib, but of that same Dagestani ilk. I feel like Nurmagomedov might just be like Smith or something in Dagestan, but I don't, I don't really know. But, you know, <laughs> you have, you have, you have uh, yeah, 
you have Saeed and uh, Jonathan Martinez. I was actually very surprised to see this fight got put together because they're two such big prospects in the sport. Uh, but it'll be a very interesting fight. Uh, we got, you know, the boxing and the grappling of Romagamedov versus the kicking game of Martinez. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, it's a good fight. It's hard to pick anybody against anybody from, you know, that region or whatever with that last name, even though Saeed does have a loss in the UFC, right? Um, uh, what Martinez also has a couple losses. Um, so it's a toss up. I think it'll be close, probably a decision. Um, if you want me to take a pick, uh, I'm gonna pick uh Saeed, but just with the grappling, you know, it's yeah. kind of he's able to control where the fight is. Yeah, you know, I think Martinez live dog here. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he gets the win, but I agree. I think you know, uh, Saeed's gonna be able to control the distance with his boxing, get takedowns if and when he wants to. Uh, and it'll be tight. There'll be bumps in the road, but I think Saeed gets a decision here. Yeah. Moving on up the card, we got Alexander Volkov taking on Alexander Romanov. Um, Romanov once was the biggest prospect in the heavyweight division, had the hype stymied a little bit with that loss to uh, Marcin Tabura. But still, you know, like looked really good in that fight. Uh, one judge scored the first round of 10-8 in favor of him, and then he lost the next two. Um, Blues load a little bit. But uh, in your opinion, uh, how does this one go down? Think Volkov's, like, Volkov's kind of a litmus test of the division at this point, right? Yeah, I think it'll probably be a quick submission for Romanov, honestly. Uh, he's going to take him down. And Volkov's not necessarily known for his ground game. He's going to beat him up and slap on a choke or slap on a key lock. Or, you know, he's really – he's a good ground and pound, great choke. So he's just a good fighter. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that there's a, there's a good chance that that's how it goes down. I think that, uh, you know – like Volkov, he's had that grappling hole for a good little bit. Um, I think the length might give Romanov some problems, but the fact that he fell forward after losing to Tabura, Tabura has a loss on his record to Volkov. So the UFC really wants to give him another shot. If he if he wins this fight, it's like that loss never happened. Yeah. Right, right back in the mix. Yeah. If you beat Volkov, you're a true heavyweight in this division. So yeah, that's that is kind of a that's a good way to put it. Like people who beat Volkov are true heavyweights, you know. They yeah. have to have skills to be Volkov he's a very technical fighter and he's not necessarily your typical heavyweight as in he doesn't have that that one shot necessarily but he's very his volume and length right all right moving on up the card this is a fight that we were looking forward to seeing a couple weeks ago Krylov had some uh problems with his weight cut that uh you know had the fight be canceled on fight day we have Ryan Spann versus Nikita Krylov very interesting fight who are you taking there I'm very high on Ryan Spann right now uh, I think he looked excellent in his last fight out. Who's that? John McRae. Yeah. Yeah. Super powerful. Uh, very clean. You know, it's uh, one thing when people knock guys out with these like the overhand rights, but when the short stuff is like working the power, you know, like we saw it with uh, Jamal Hill when he knocked out Jimmy Crew with like this short right hand, you know, it was a similar thing with Ryan Spann. So I think he's going to get it done. TKO second round, probably maybe first round. Yeah, I think this is uh has I mean Ryan Spann's big like solid sizable underdog here, which I was very surprised to see. Um, if you know Krylov and the way he fights, he comes out guns a blazing really quick, really ready to hit or get hit. I think Ryan Spann knocks him out within three minutes. Um, I think that you know Ryan Spann's uh, discipline with his hands is going to win him this fight. Krylov's just a, a war machine when he comes out there; he's just throwing everything, yeah. caution to the wind. 
Um, and it worked against him. It worked for him against Gustafson. He got actually clipped against Volkan Ozdemir, and it wasn't working in his favor. But he managed to win that fight with his grappling. Uh, I think Ryan Spann has some sneaky grappling, actually. And then you factor in uh, the way he's uh, disciplined. I think uh, Spann gets this one done in the underdog spot. Yeah. Knockout relatively early. He was talking about after his fight, he was like, this is the first fight I really trained hard for. And it's hard to, like, believe fighters in certain things, and you kind of have to go on intuition. But I did feel like there was some truth to that statement. He did look like a different fighter in that fight, for sure. Yeah, he's teamed up with, uh, you know, the Superman coach, Safe Saoud, yeah. uh, who's, like, running a really tight ship right now. Uh, got a really great mind for the game and really great at game planning. Uh, so I think, I think you know, his discipline is going to win him this fight. I'm taking Ryan's band. Now we have the main event, one that we're all really looking forward to. We got Peter Yan taking on Marab the Wallace Vili, which one of Charlie's favorite fighters. Yeah, I love Marab. Um, how do you think this one plays out? Uh, I'm taking Marab by decision. He's going to use the grappling, uh, the pressure. There's going to be some bumps in the road. Both of them are extremely well rounded. I mean, you know, this could be, this is a title level fight, a title eliminator, possibly. Who knows? We got Sean O'Malley in the mix and a bunch and Aljo fighting Henry Cejudo and all that, but uh, yeah, Murab by decision of forty nine forty six. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I think we haven't seen enough from Peter Yan in the takedown defense department to be able to go with someone who has the acumen of uh, the wrestler from Georgia. I think that uh, you know the pressure is going to be too much, the speed is going to be too much, the power is going to be too much. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the fact that he was able to hold Jose Aldo in that position for the whole fight, very yeah. telling. Jose Aldo has phenomenal takedown defense. Yeah, very telling. Um, yeah, I'm taking Murad by decision. 49-46? Right around there. 48-47, 49-46. 50-44. I mean, Jan starts really slow. Yeah, that's true. Jan starts slow through two, three rounds, and Murad just keeps piling on. Uh, Peter might not be able to catch up in any exchange. Okay. We got a, a new segment here, right? We, a little draft coming you up. Want, do you want to get into this news though? Or oh we, yeah, we'll get into the news for sure. Well, I mean, I just want to talk about the BKFC thing. I don't yeah, know for sure. about the rest of it. Um, right. I, uh, we have two B, we have two BKFC signings, big ones. Luke Rockhold and Eddie Alvarez. Uh Luke Rockhold for his first fight in the BKFC, gonna be fighting Mike Perry. Okay. 185 pounds strap. And Eddie Alvarez gonna be fighting Chad Mendes. Right. Chad Mendes is so juiced. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's so great. I love so it. So juiced. I love it. I love it. But I don't know how to predict these fights because you're using bare knuckles and there's not really a way to do it. I'd like to – I think it's going to be a tough night for Luke Rockhold, I got to say. I don't. Why do you say that? I don't know. Fuck Mike Perry. See, Mike Perry just beat uh, Michael Page. I don't care. Michael <laughs> Page is a – I mean, yeah, I guess Luke is a kickboxer and a grappler too. But Luke is so much bigger than Mike Perry. And Michael Page is tall and skinny too. But what weight does Michael Page fight at? Is it? 70. So Luke has fought at 205 before. Yeah, I guess. It's true. It's interesting. Yeah, and I think Chad Mendez is going to knock out. uh, Yeah, it's going to be really bad. You know... (laughs) It paid. It paid well for them to make this signing, but I don't know. I don't know exactly how it's going to work out practically for them. But yeah, I'm interested in it. I can't. I, I I might watch it. How about that? I might watch it. <laughs> it depends on if it, I it, realize it would be the first BKFC product I've ever consumed. But I might watch it. Yeah, I didn't even know Michael Page and Mike Perry fought. 
Yeah, they box. That's they embarrassing that uh, Michael Page lost. <laughs> it embarrassing that Michael Page so lost. He's one of the current top contenders in Bellator, losing to Mike yeah. Perry in a bare-knuckle match. <laughs> but there's also no kicks, and he's kind of known for his knees and his kicks. Yeah. So. All right, moving on to our little prospect draft. We can make this a recurring segment. We'll see, like, a little draft or something. I think it can be fun. For sure. You know, uh, only, you know, you can't draft the same player twice. So we'll see who ends up with the better team of prospects here. Yeah. Talking um, about this I'm a couple saying, months down the line. Our criteria, I would say, is, you know, championship caliber fighters that are not ranked in the top five. Yeah. Um, you can go first if you, you – I'll, I'll allow you to go first here. All right. That's fair. Overall pick. My first overall pick in the prospect draft, again, ranked outside of the top five. I'm going to go with someone who we saw this weekend, Shavkat Rachmanov. I think that's very obviously very obviously the number one pick. Um, I think that, you know, he has championship caliber uh, fighting now at this moment. So Yeah. Ranked at number six, right? Yeah. Right outside the top five. Yeah. Uh, you're going with the the easy pick, the standard pick. Um, that's true. <laughs> you're you're shading my pick. I see you shading. No, it's true. Yeah. Uh, with the number two pick, I'm gonna use a guy who we saw pretty recently, also uh, ranked number nine in the division right now. I'm sure at 45, Ilya Topuria. Oh, that's a great one. That's really even good. though it's a tough division. No, no, no. no. I, I see it though. I do see it. Yeah. I hope. I hope he gets a fight book soon. It'll be interesting to see how he progresses. All right, my number two pick. Ranked just outside the top five again. Oh, uh, my pick, huh? <laughs> ranked just outside the top five once again. Uh, really good fighter. I think we have a lot to see from him. He's on the shelf currently, but hopefully returns later this year. Tom Aspinall. Yeah, I was I was amazed <laughs> to take that last round. I didn't think I thought that would slip through the cracks. Maybe. Oh, no, no, um, you know, I gotta like that. I gotta like that. Okay, I'm gonna take uh, another easy one here. Uh, even though he's only had one fight in the UFC, I'm taking Bo. Is he's not even know. ranked? I just think there, there's a there's a proof of concept thing that needs to occur with Bo. But I, I'm fine with it. But I all right. But I I got a lower ranked one for you here too. I um, got a lower ranked one. I got two more that are lower ranked. So we'll I thought we're only picking three each. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I so if you take one of my guys, I got another lower ranked. Dude. Okay. Uh, my lower ranked guy that I'm going to be including this week. Uh, another heavyweight. Oh. Oh, no, no, it's not. You don't okay. Know. Someone who, uh, you know, isn't ranked even inside the top 10, uh, but has super high potential, undefeated, uh, looks like a Greek god, got really, really good grappling and can frustrate everyone in the division. I'm taking Jonathan Almeida in my three spot. Okay, that's the Brazilian guy? Yeah. 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 He's, He's got not a fight book. List, but, um... got a fight book with Jardino Rosenstrike down the line um, and just beat the crap out of uh, – what's dude's name? Come on now. I don't even know if he's in the rankings anymore. He's not. Okay. okay. So <laughs> about two more for me. Uh, there's I have two guys left. I need to make a decision. Didn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I need to make a decision to cut one. One guy is not really ranked 15th in his division right now, undefeated, and has looked really good, but hasn't really fought anybody yet. And the other guy also hasn't really fought anybody yet, but he's super young. So I'm gonna go with my number nine ranked guy, Muhammad Makai. That's yeah, that was my that was my next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I also so, want to shout out Tatiana Suarez. Thank okay. You I think we should shout out Aaron Blanchfield also. She's not she's, she's in the top five. She's she's number four, but um I think she deserves to be on a prospects list. 
Yeah. I want to shout out Azamat Murkazanov. Murkazanov, yeah. Murkazanov. Yeah, he's a uh, tough. And we can shout out our Jack Magda de Belena or whatever else. <laughs> he's his like, <laughs> name and his last name are like the same name. Jack so. Della Madalena. Yeah. Say so it. I think we got Say a good it. list here. Say Jack it. Della Madalena. There you go. <laughs> uh, so your team consists of Shavka, Tom Aspinall, and who was your last guy? Oh, and Almeida. Almeida. So you got two number six ranked guys in there, which It'd is be tough uh, to beat for you. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, Ilya Tapuria, Bo Nickel, and Muhammad Mokayev. So I have much lower ranked guys. But upside. Yeah, upside. Nobody within the top nine. I think there's upside. Also, yeah. want to shout out uh, someone who we saw this weekend, Drikas Duplacis, but yeah. Charlie thinks he's bad. So I don't know. That doesn't mean you can't have to think he's bad. <laughs> yeah, I think he's good. He's a good fighter. All right. Yeah. Moving on to our next segment. Uh, we have guess who? You want to do two each? Sure, we'll do two each. Like best to first person of two wins. Okay. All right. Um, uh, all right. I got one. Uh, let me look real quick. Inside the top. So the way we're doing this, the person has to be inside the UFC rankings. Inside the UFC rankings. Uh, just met male fighters for now. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay, I'll, I'll ask first. Um, one seventy or above. Yes. Okay. That's one guess. You get to go now. The first person oh, to get. Right, fair enough. That's good. That's good. It makes sense. That's who, brother. One seventy or above. Yes. Okay. Okay. Is your fighter ranked in the top eight of the yes. division? Is your That's fighter right. middleweight? No. Uh, so your fighter is ranked inside the top eight. Is your fighter middleweight? No. Is your fighter a welterweight? Yes. They're inside the top eight, 170 or above. Not at middleweight. Is your fighter at heavyweight? No. Is your fighter inside the top eight? No. Ooh. Uh did you just really do Jack Della Magdalena? <laughs> uh is your fighter <laughs> is your fighter wait um is your fighter at 70? No. <laughs> oh, there's only one weight class left. Is your fighter Jack Della Madalena? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, I would it's do too obvious. But it wasn't. Yeah, that's why I was going for the trickery, man. Okay, you got it. Okay, one more. The face is all red. It's so hot in this room. <laughs> the sun is coming down from all different angles. <laughs> okay, you got it. Apologize, folks. I'll do one more. All right. All right, I got it. Um, okay, I got mine also. All right, 170 or below. Yes, 170 or below. Is your fighter 170 or above? Yes. Uh, is it, a, is it, your, does your fighter at 170? No. Okay. Um, is your fighter either in 205 or heavyweight? No. Oh, that's a good question. Is your fighter either at 35 or 55? No. Okay. Same spot. 
but you skipped over a weight class for some reason. Oh, shit. Uh, so is your fighter, wait, so they're not in, is your fighter at middleweight? Yeah. Okay. Is your fighter at 25? No. Okay. God, I'm looking at the rankings. The rankings page is very glitchy. It is. Um, race, race to the finish here. Uh, I got to think. Has your fighter ever fought Israel Adesanya? No. Is your fighter inside the top eight? Yes. Including eight or no? Yes. Okay. Um, Never fought Israel Adesanya. That's a good question because a lot of guys have fought Israel Adesanya. Um, it's kind of between – I'm down to five or a couple fighters. Um, is your fighter American? No. <laughs> uh, good question, but – is your fighter Arnold Allen? No. Okay. Is your fighter Drakus Duplassis? No, no. Is your fighter Giga? No. Fuck. He's not American. Is Brendan Allen American? Yeah, Brendan Allen got to be. It's such an American <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like he could be like English or something. <coughs> uh. So he's not American. It's not Sean Strickland. It's not uh Brandon Allen, Chris Curtis, or Kelvin Gastelum. Is your fighter Andre Muniz? No. So I'm down to like two guys or something. Is your fighter Chan Sung Jung? No. I have no I have no limiting qualities is the thing. Like I'm just yeah, gonna... you should have asked more questions. Uh I should have asked more questions too. I could have had it by now. I mean, I'm practically – I'm trying to, like, cover up the fighters. I know it's not, so I can, like <laughs> – Visualize. I can try to get, like, a question. Because, like, almost the whole top five is fought – or the whole top five is fought Izzy. Uh, it's not Drakus. It's not Sean Strickland. It's not Darren Brunson. That leaves one, two, three guys. Uh, let's see. Is it Jack Hermanson? No. Uh, Josh Emmett. No. Am I really messed up here? Is it Roman Delize? Yeah. Okay. Mine was uh, Max Holloway. Fuck. Oh, I blew that one. Oh, we got one more, right? Yeah. All right. Best of three. Here we go. Oh, God. Right. I don't know how to – that was just unlucky. There was so many times. Yeah, you could have had it many times. I was dancing around it. All right. And so were you. You go first. Let me get a fighter first. All right. Uh, looking, looking, looking. Okay, I got one. Um, is your fighter one seventy or above? No. Is your fighter one seventy or above? No. Is your fighter flyweight, bantamweight, or featherweight? Win one of those divisions. Yes. Is your fighter in one of those divisions? Yes. But you said flyweight, bantamweight, or featherweight? Yeah. Okay. 
What are the chances we have the same fighter? Very small. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so, is your fighter ranked in the top or in ten or below? Yes. Okay. Is your fighter ranked five or above? Yes. Ooh. So we're in the exact same boat right now. Yeah, really, we are. Um, is your fighter from a European or Asian country? No. Does your fighter fight at 25 or 45? Yes. Okay. So that, that helps me get rid of a lot of them, by the way. If he's not from a European or Asian country. Um, is your fighter Jack Shore? No. Oh, God, I thought is, I had it. Is your fighter at 25? Yes. So you're down to five fighters, right? Or six yeah. fighters, technically, because you could use it. It could be the champion also, but... It's not Jack Shore. It's not Umar. It's it could be Chris Gutierrez. And it could be Bryce Mitchell. Not Yusuf. Uh, it could be it's Marcos. I got to make a weight class thing, right? Um, let's see. Is your fighter twenty five? No, Pantoja. No. So there's very few guys left. It could be, by the way, for me. It could be. Let me list the people it could be for me and make sure I don't have this mistaken. Could be Bryce Mitchell. Could be Dan Ige. Could be Alex Caceres. Could be Chris Gutierrez. I'm not sure where Adrian Yanez is from, but I think it could be him or Ricky Simone. Those are the only fighters left it could be. Uh, and you have what, like two guys left or something? I have actually four, so. Oh, so I should ask another question. Uh, Is your fighter considered somewhat of a veteran? No. Uh, Kai Car France. There you go. All right. Who's you yours? Said, you said Chris Gutierrez like four times. I was tweaking. You said it so many times. There is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Knocked out Frankie. I thought Edgar. That, uh, um, Just knocked out Frankie Edgar. Yeah, yeah, I know who it is. Yeah. I thought my uh, veteran question was actually kind of smart. It was. Yeah. Like that gets rid of Alex Saris, Edson Barboza, and Danny Gay. If oh, you're totally right. All right. You want to do the spelling bee or what do you, you want to keep yeah. going? Let's jump right into the spelling bee. Okay. Um, we got five different questions. Izzy's gonna embarrass himself really quick, starting off with fairly easy, going on to pretty hard. We're not doing any accents, but okay. you gotta get all first name and last name right. Starting First off. name and last name? Yeah, Shinya Aoki. Oh, God. That's easy. All right. Uh, the first one. S-H-I-N-Y-A. And then last name is A-O-K-I. Yep. Okay. okay. One for one, baby. Let's go. In the running. Number two, Mark DeCasey. <laughs> M-A-R-C. Yep. Oh, come on. D-I-A-K-H. Wrong. E S E. Try the last name again. D I K. D I K. Wrong. D E. D I A. Yeah. 
I, I thought I said that. D-I-A-K-H-E-S-E. Wrong. What am I missing? D-I-A-K-I-E-S-E. No okay. H. Well, I was close. Yeah. Okay. This one is maybe even a step back. Antonio Noguera. A-N-T-O-N-I-O. Antonio. Yep. Nog. N-O-G-O. N-O-G. N-O-G. Yep. U-E-I-R-A. Correct. Let's go. Let's go. Two more left. Two more. They're going to get significantly tougher, I'm sure. This one's not even that hard. Last name isn't hard at all. Nosradim Imavov. Oh, okay. Uh, N-A-S-S. Nasrdin. It's Nasrdin. Uh, O-R-D-I-N-E. O-U-R? O-U-R. There you go. I-N-E. Imavov. I-M-A-V-O-V. Yeah. Correct. You technically did, you did not get that one right, though. I did. I did. No, you didn't. You spelled it wrong the first time. No, but then, like I, I was in the process of getting it right, though. You just interrupted me. <laughs> okay. Here's the last one. Joanna Jenchechek. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Here we go. You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? J-O-A-N-N-A. Yep. Last name. You ready for the last name? <laughs> last name is ridiculous and it's spelled nothing like it sounds. C-H-A-M-P-I-O-N. Joanna <laughs> Champion. That's her name. Okay. Actually try them. <laughs> That's her name. Because <laughs> yeah. it's spelled ridiculously and it's not how people say it. J-N. No. There's no, no N in her last name. What? There's no N. Nope. There's three N sounds. <laughs> All right. J no J E. Yep. D R. Yep. E C Z Y C K. J E D R Z E J C Z Y K. That sounds like C H A M P I O N to me. I gotta tell you. <laughs> He's got a ridiculous last name. Yeah. It's I would pronounce it. Jedra Jezik. Jedra Jezik. All right. Well, that was funny. Um, Embarrassed ourselves with that a little bit. I'm going to get into just a little bit of sprinkles, a little bit of bets of the week. We normally did this uh, in tandem. We're going to start doing it in tandem the next time we film. But uh, for now, it's just going to be me uh, laying out little predictions. Yeah, for the-, the budget was a little bit low for the episode this week. so I'm Yeah, gonna- yeah, we had to cut that off. Our sponsors, we're not, we're not with it this week. All right. All right. Uh, I have the fight to be won by unanimous decision when you're talking about Marab versus Jan. That's at minus 125. I think it's a great play at almost even money. Um, Alexander Romanov by sub at plus 250. Uh, I can't believe that that line is available. Uh, I think it's a, a, a gaping hole in Volkov's game. And Ryan Spann inside the distance uh, at plus 180. Uh, I think that's a really good, it's a really good line. I think whether it's, you know, you drop him and you catch him in a guillotine choke or whether you just, you know, make him punish him uh, with the striking. I think that those are three really good spots for us to be. in if you're, you're wagering this weekend. Yeah. I mean, those are three things we both talked about during yeah. this card and me without even knowing your bets. I talked about those too. And yeah, it's easy like things. To see. Are, yeah. So, yeah. All right. That'll do it for us this week, guys. Um, Looking forward to putting out some more shows. We've been a little bit, you know, it's tough, but uh, happy to be back. Get a little more present on social media. Right, for sure. All right. Be well.